You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Welcome everyone to Empower Me with Aerie. I am Erica Holmes. I go by Queen Aerie because there is royalty on the inside of each and every one of us. Like the Bible says, we are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. Today, we are going to be talking about letting your voice be heard. It's going to be powerful. I pray that this message blesses you. Let us pray. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for the opportunity to come before your people, to minister to them, to encourage them. I ask you that you move mightily during this time. I ask you that signs, wonders, and miracles happen as this message go forth and that the people, that their lives are changed and that they are better than they were before they came in. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. So again, we're going to be talking about letting your voice be heard. This is very imperative and we must continue to open up our mouths. Regardless of the circumstances that we face, we have to understand that we cannot allow it to stop us from walking in purpose, walking in the calling that God has chosen for us. We have to be like Joseph was. He's, he was very resilient and he is a perfect example for us today. Joseph did not allow anything to stop him from fulfilling his call, from doing what God had chosen him to do, regardless of him, of his circumstances. He didn't even allow the lies to stop him. He didn't allow prison to stop him. He didn't allow being put in a pit to stop him. And that same mindset eventually catapulted him to greatness. We have to really, really, really keep that same example, like I said, in mind, especially right now. And I want to read Psalms 81 and 10, and it talks about this. It talks about us opening our mouths. It says, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Listen, that scripture right here, it is confirmation. It is a reminder that when we open up our mouths, regardless of what we are sensing or feeling or going through, guess who's going to fill it? God is going to fill it. We don't have to worry about, you know, what we're going to say. We just have to keep our faith and our trust in God and understand that he's going to fill it and something's going to shift, shake and move. And you guys, I want to ask you, what is God telling you to say right now? You have to make sure that you're saying what God is saying and not what you see on the outside. Anything contrary to the word of God, you have to be um, cognizant. You have to be conscious, aware to make sure that you do not become in agreement to lies, to things that that's not God. And so it's critical to say the right things. And again, we can't say we cannot talk about or we can talk about what we cannot um, constantly profess or declare, you know, uh, how we feel if we're feeling discouraged. We have to understand that literally, if we continue to say how we feel and we're in a discourage, a discouraging season or a discouraging moment, you literally can cause yourself to be stuck in that moment. You could literally cause yourself to delay what, what it is, the very thing that God wants to release for your life. When we begin to speak what God is saying, we will definitely begin to see an elevation to that next place in him, to that next place, that next realm that God wants 
wants to introduce us to. And we have to understand that as we open up our mouth, you all, victory will be manifested. I want to I want us to go to uh, King Jehoshaphat. I think this is a powerful story. It is definitely a powerful reminder about the, uh, the, the, the fruit or the manifestation of what happens when we choose to open up our mouths. So let's read about it. If we go to second Chronicles chapter 20, let's start at verse one and we'll go ahead and read. And it says, and it happened after this, that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and the others with them, besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazanan Tamar, Tamar, which is in Engadi. And Jehoshaphat feared, and he's, but listen what Jehoshaphat did. It said that Jehoshaphat feared, but then he set himself to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. From all of the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. You have to understand that answers can come when there is unity. When we are on one accord, woo, powerful things can happen. And so it says, then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And he said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand, is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? And they dwell in it. And have you built a sanctuary in it for your name saying, if disaster comes upon us, sore judgment, pestilence or famine, we will stand before the temple and in your presence for your name is in the temple and cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and save. And now here are the people of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are rewarding us by coming to us to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. This this whole passage is so powerful. And then it says, now all of Judah and their little ones, their wives and their children. Oh, my goodness. They stood before the Lord. I'm going to repeat that. It says now all of Judah and their little ones, their wives and their children, they all stood before the Lord. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jezreel, the son of the, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benai and the son of Jeel and the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the son of Aspa in the midst of the assembly. And he said, listen, 
all of you, Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat. Thus said the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go down against them. They shall surely come up by the ascent of Zig, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight this battle. Position yourselves. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. This is powerful. This is a lot of scripture, but I want to read it because I want us to catch this. The, the circumstance, the situation that Jehoshaphat and his people were facing, that, that could have been a, tra- it was a traumatic situation, all that fear, but yet and still they obeyed God. So we're going to finish this. And it says, and Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground and all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites of the children of the Kohoahites, uh, let's see, the Kohoahites and all of the children stood up to praise the Lord, the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. That is powerful. It says that they stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. So they were rose up early in the morning and they went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. And when he consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord. He appointed those who should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the armies. Listen to what they were saying. They were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And now when they begin to sing and the, when they begin to sing and to praise the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, Moab and Mount Seir who had come against Judah and they were defeated. Jesus, there is power in your praise, power in your voice that my God, God can do some miraculous things if we just obey and open up our mouths. It says for the people of Ammon and Moab and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Sir to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made it, when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. God will set my God. He will set ambushes. My goodness for you on your behalf against your enemies. They will destroy destroy themselves. You just have to trust him. It says, so when Judah came to the place overlooking the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude and there were dead bodies falling all on the earth. No one, listen, no one had escaped. This is, this is so good. You guys, this is so powerful. And then I want you guys to catch this 
And then we're going to keep moving forward. It says, when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil, they found among them an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewelry, which they had stripped off for themselves. It was more than they could carry. And listen to this. And they were three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. You all, this is so powerful. There's there's more within this scripture, but I wanted to read this. Goodness gracious, even after, you know, it continues to go on and it tells how they begin to praise God with timbrel. They begin to rejoice because God had defeated their enemies. And guess what they had to do? All they had to do was obey and open up their mouths and look what happened. We have to, again, keep that same mindset because God is always on the scene, regardless of what we see or how we feel. You have to understand that God is with you and he is not going to leave you. There was just so many critical um, uh, moments to be highlighted within this passage of scripture. But what really stood out to me is when you don't know what to do, pray. My God, King Jehoshaphat, he, he, he showed us that. He said, I don't know what to do. And he immediately seeked God. Listen, that right there can save a lot of us from, um, from doubt, from, from feeling fearful, from literally being in confusion. Because a lot of times when we go through situations, the first thing we want to do when something's not right is pick up the phone. You want to tell somebody, you want to complain. This person did that. That person did that. We have to stop giving life to complaining. We have to stop giving life to words that are not fruitful, words that are not of God, because true indeed, like I said earlier, the more we speak words that are contrary to the word of God, we literally are causing ourselves to stay stagnant in a situation. And God is looking and he's saying, I want you to come out of this. But will you say what I'm saying? Will you trust me regardless of what you see? Will you go through the process and allow me to fight for you? Gosh, I feel this thing. God is is wanting to fight for you, but will we allow him to fight for us? How do we do that? By seeking him when something is not right. Instead of complaining, instead of picking up the phone, instead of worrying about it, seek God. Have that same mindset as King Jehoshaphat. He said, I don't know what to do, but I know who do know what to do. He said, I know God knows what to do, so I'm going to seek him. And when he did, what happened? A word from the prophet, a word came to him as to the instructions on what to do and victory was his victory was his results. That was, it was manifested victory from his obedience. I love also how Jehoshaphat, he began to remind God of his covenant that he had with his people and his, and what he had already did for these ancestors, for his descendants. We, in order for us to begin to do that, we have to have a relationship with God in order to do that. In order to remind someone about what they've done before you have had you would have had to be with that person you have to know that person in order to connect with them Jehoshaphat reminded God of the covenant and what he already did and God showed up and Jehoshaphat he knew that God was capable that he was able to bring them out regardless if he didn't know how it was going to happen he knew who was bigger than him and we have to keep that mindset we don't have to fight this thing by ourselves but as we stand still 
we can watch God literally deliver us from the situations that try to come against us. Jehoshaphat, I love it how he literally humbled himself. He didn't get prideful. He didn't, uh, you know, run away and said, everybody run and hide. They're coming after us. He got the word of what was going of what was happening. He was afraid. However, he was able to humble himself to say, okay, I may not know what to do, but I'm going to humble myself. And he began to, to, um, you know, to speak out and to tell the people, this is what's going on. Okay, you guys. So this is what's going on. But guess what we're going to do? We're going to unite. We're going to pray. We're going to fast. He literally understood what he had to do to humble himself in order for God to move. Listen, King Jehoshaphat did not question or ask why after he received the message, you know, of what to do. He, all he did was he knew that God was going to come through and he just had to open up his mouth. He understood that literally if God gave any word, like he said, if you follow it, guess what? You're going to be established. He understood that something was going to shift and it was going to move as he began to be obedient to the very word that God had, God had told him to do. Praise is a weapon. We hear it all the time, but sometimes we forget to, to use our praise as a weapon. Praise literally caused his enemies to, to begin to be defeated right before their eyes. You guys, you have to get this. You really, really have to get this. See, as Jehoshaphat went forth with praise, he knew that if he just followed the instructions that God gave, that he would prevail. We got to do that. We have to have that same mindset because it is prevailing season. It is time for, to have some things manifested. It is time for the manifestation of the wind, not just talking about, oh, well, I want this to happen or that to happen or complaining while in a season, but it's time for some manifestations of some winds to happen. So we have to open up our mouths regardless of what we we see of what people tell us or how we feel go forth with a shout regardless if, if, if you know really what's going on you have to understand that a shout will transition you to victory and so as we literally you know begin to choose to stay active in our purpose active in our cause and in the activities that God has given us um, to we have to understand first and foremost when we're going through something we're still a light. We are still a light. We still have a mandate. We still have a, an assignment to fill. And with that said, you know, we are required to shine. We are required to shine. And we even have to understand when a diamond is processed, it doesn't look like it doesn't look like a diamond initially, but pressure is put to that diamond and fire and other things are put to that diamond in order for it to look like what every woman or everybody loves. You know, diamonds are women, best friends and whatnot that you may you may um, have heard that uh, that saying and whatnot. But you have to understand that. Literally, pressure can produce something beautiful. And so regardless of what you're going through, you cannot stop shining because somebody needs your light. Your sister needs your light. Your brother needs your light. Your coworker needs your light. Literally, God needs to use you. And regardless if, it, if the situation makes logic sense, and even if we're uncomfortable for a moment, we have to understand, again, we are being made just like that diamond, you all. Understand that God would not have 
allowed you to be in your current situation if he did not see a way for you to get out, if he did not see victory in the end. I always say this when I do my, you know, I have a podcast. I've been doing it for over a year, over a year now. And so I always say that God has seen the end to the beginning because it's so encouraging. And I say that because a lot of times we act as if he hasn't. We're like, God, what's going on? Remember, he's seen the end to the beginning. So he knows exactly what's going to happen in your life. He knows how it's going to play out in the greater plan. The greater things, the things that you're going through is a greater plan that God have your life. That's going to catapult you into greater places. You just have to let your voice be heard. And this reminds me again, there's so many, really, there's a lot of scriptures, a lot of examples in the Bible. And it talks about um, how victory happened when they opened their mouth. When we think about uh, it, uh, the destruction of the wall of Jericho, we really think about it in Joshua six, chapter six, and it talks about how literally as they were obedient Guess what happened? Victory happened. And so I'm just going to read this briefly. And then we're going to, because I want you guys to get it. I'm a scripture person because I want you guys to have, um, have something to hold on to, to remember, to say, well, that was in the Bible. God said this. And so in Joshua chapter six, it says, now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given you, I have given Jericho. Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around all around the city once. This you shall do for six days and seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times and the priest shall blow the trumpets and it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet that the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city shall fall down flat. And the people shall go up every man straight before him. My goodness, if this isn't clear as day, (laughs) the obedience, if we are obedient to what God says and open our mouths and shout at the right moment when God says shout, literally things are being moved. The victory is manifested and coming before us right before our very eyes. Their obedience with a shout changed everything. And again, we have to remind ourselves of this, that if we're obedient, regardless of how we feel, something is going to happen. And Joseph's story, I love Joseph's story. I use his story a lot because there's so much in it, but his relationship with God was so strong and he knew that what God, he knew exactly what God created him to be, regardless of what he was feeling, regardless of what he was going through. And he didn't allow his, his circumstances to move him from um, not fulfilling his purpose. And if we think about it, Again, uh, the story of Joseph, when he was in prison, what did he do? He could have just said, I'm tired. I'm giving up. He could have said, I'm not doing this. But yet and still, he had the kindness of God in his heart. He was still allowing God to use him. God was with him in the Bible. It talks about literally everywhere he went, he was favored. They had put him in charge. And so he was taking care of the, the uh, some of the inmates. And he was so sensitive. You know, he had a kind heart. He had a heart of love. He was so sensitive that he understood. Understood. He he 
he recognized that something was different about some of the inmates. So he addressed them and then he found out that they had dreams that, you know, had caused them to not feel well or caused them to fear or to be, you know, disgruntled. And so Joseph, regardless of him being thrown in a pit, regardless of him being lied on, this man did nothing. <laughs> he did nothing. He was just himself and sharing what God had gave him. But regardless of all that stuff that happened to him, guess what? He chose to use his gift and allow God to use him and interpret it, the dreams and those very dreams cause him to be catapulted to become second command in Egypt. We have to, again, I'm going to keep saying this. We have to keep that same mindset. And so I hear you all, and I'm going to bring this down to definitely some practical things. I hear you all, you may be feeling pain from a, a broken relationship, especially now some relationship issues could have arise due to the situation, a pandemic quarantine, and you may have even be facing a divorce, but you have to understand that a divorce is not greater than your purpose. Nothing's greater than the assignment that God has placed on your life. You have to keep allowing your voice to be heard in that process, because guess what? God is working something out. He's working something out in you and for you while that's happening. Keep in mind, Romans 8, 28, all things are going to work together for your good. You have to begin to keep speaking life when you don't even feel like you have all life in you. You have to literally keep declaring and, and even um, looking at yourself in the mirror, telling yourself that you're going to make it sharing and sharing your testimony of what God did before and reminding yourself of what he's going to do again in your life. Your weapon literally to victory is your consistency to speaking what God has said and doing what he tells you to do while in a battle, while going through a storm. Literally, it really is the, the very moment when you don't feel like doing something or you feel at your lowest is the times where you should do it like never before. You all, we have to keep standing for what God has said and keep walking in our purpose because we are being prepared for some some great things prepare for a great victory we must realize literally in order to win in any battle we can't give up because God is in control and we have to remind ourselves of where we are seated we're seated with Christ Jesus above everything so no matter where you are no matter what you are going through understand that God is with you. He's not going to leave you nor forsake you, regardless if you're in a pandemic or whatever situation you're going through. You have to continue speaking and opening up your mouth and watching victory come out and literally victory being manifested right before your eyes, because God is not going to let you down. What are you afraid of? You all keep speaking, keep believing. Will you keep going while in a storm? Will you continue to move forward because God definitely has something greater for you? You have to trust him. You are chosen for such a time as this. There is greatness on the inside of you. Open up your mouth. I want to use this time to invite those uh, to the family of God, those who want to be saved. Listen, this is your opportunity to be saved. I want you to repeat after me. 
God in heaven, I thank you for loving me so much and that you sent your only begotten son. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and come into my heart and make me new. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and I believe that you have raised him from the dead. I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and personal Savior. I'm ready to live my life for you. I ask for your Holy Spirit that so that I could continually be led in all truth. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that that message bless you all powerfully. Thank you so much for tuning in to Empower Me with Ari today. You guys, don't forget, go ahead, check out the website at www.ericadholmes.com. Check out some products. We have books. We have shirts. We have all sorts of things that are going to encourage your life and keep supporting HSBN. And remember to renew your mind. It is the gold mine. Love you all. The preceding program was brought to you by the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, HSBN Television. Empower me with Aerie.